What is going on, tribe? It's your boy Clef, and this is episode 13 of the Social African Show. You already know it's the Social African Show where we chop it up with entrepreneurs of African origin. And today, we've got none other than my sister, Emma Ako, is in the building, tribe. What is going on, Emma? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me in the show. I'm good. Oh, it's my pleasure. Are you ready to rock? Of course. All the time. Let's go. Now, for those that don't know, Emma Ako is a London-based creative. She's a natural health devotee and an avid yoni steamer. Emma is also known as Mama Luna, a personal brand that she's built as a channel for women to have open and honest conversations about their womb health. Emma, I'm going to call you Mama Luna because I think that sounds super <laughs> cool. <laughs> Mama Luna, cool. I've given the tribe a little bit about you. Okay. Take it away. Let's talk about your personal life and a bit about your African heritage as well. Okay. Well, first of all, let's start with my African heritage because yes. I wouldn't be who I am. I'd be nothing without my African heritage. So I'm from Cameroon. Um, yeah, I'm from Cameroon. My dad's from northern part of Cameroon, so my dad's Anglophone, and my mum is from central southern Cameroon, so she's Francophone. Um, and you don't normally get the two mixing ever at all, but those two somehow happened to me. And yeah, me and my siblings were all from Cameroon. Um, but I was born and raised here in London, but um, my parents have had like a really strong, they really held onto their identity as much as they could when moving over here. Um, so even though I'm born and raised in London, I've got so much Cameroonian influences that I, I call myself Cameroonian. Like I've, I've never, when I was growing up, I was always like, yeah, I'm Cameroonian, I'm Cameroonian, I'm Cameroonian. Um, I don't even call myself Black British. I've always just been like, yeah, Cameroonian. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a little bit about me, my background. Yeah. yeah and how big is your family? Oh gosh, I have oh two, three, four. So I've always got a cat. Yeah, seriously. So I have five older sisters and two younger Uh brothers. So there's eight of us all together, and then I've got nine nieces and nephews. That's nice. And what was it like being born as an African child in London and growing up in school and all of that stuff? What, What what was that like? Um. It's, I say, very much a balance, uh, definitely balance. Because like when I was at home, it was we were very much, you know, it was very much an African household. Um, and then when I was outside, it was very much, you know, just sort of like any regular Londoner, really. So I'd say, I'd say, if anything, the experience of growing up as an African is is fluid. It was very easy to switch between being you know Cameroonian and then been able to switch between being a Londoner and when I say being a Londoner that's I suppose um, encompassing the, the diversity that exists within London because I grew up in Bethnal Green so I was around a lot of um, I was within the Bengali community so I was able to grow up with them and then see a lot and learn quite a bit about the, the history, just how they are, the dress, the way they, they, they cook their food, everything, really. Um, and then not too far down the road from me, there were um, 
um, like the Jewish, like, I wouldn't say community, it was just, just, just had a few Jewish neighbours really. And so, you know, go over to their house sometimes and chill out with them. So I've been able to learn more about the Jewish community. Then when I moved to um, South East London, there were more, um, a bigger variety of cultures. So I had Turkish neighbours, I had Jamaican neighbours, Ugandan neighbours. So it's very much, I'd say there's a lot of fluidity. That's the best way I can describe my experience growing up is, is that it's very fluid. Yeah. And just been able to almost like dip in and out of different cultures, but you get an understanding of I suppose the world around you because with where, where you have different people from different cultures you've got their history you've got their background you've got their food you've got their music it's not just like you've got that individual in front of you you've got everything that makes them who they are so I'd say it was fluid and a blessing that's great and I think that's the great thing about London as a city it's so diverse and um, you, you touched on it there which is interesting now creativity where, where did that come from has it been something that you've always been creative as a child or did you pick it up uh, after an experience talk to us about that um, no so I've always been creative I have always been creative so um, I'd say for me my creativity or the first time I sort of like realised my creativity was maybe when I was about nine years old and I started writing poetry in school. Um, and, you know, we get set those little tasks and assignments and whatnot. Um, you have to write a poem about this or that. But uh, my poems <laughs> always got published. I always got some sort of like medal, even if it was just, even if oh, it was wow. just like a little plastic medal or something. Always mm. got something like that. And then I started taking music lessons as I think I think it's almost like compulsory in primary school anyway. You have to play an instrument. But I started playing um, the recorder and I started getting really good with my sound um, and sight reading as well. So it was really easy for someone to pass me um, a manuscript and for me, I'd just like play it straight away like that. Um, but then also I'd listen to something and just like play it. So I remember when Titanic came out and we had to do, um, we had to play, I had to play that and recorder. And I taught myself how to play the intro for it, even though we weren't meant to play that. And I took it to my teacher and was just like, look, I learned how to play it. And so I got to play that in front of a whole assembly. But I mean, my creativity, it's just, it's just something that's always been there. So I've always been into art. I've always been into dance. I've always been into, I suppose, anything that just allows you to think outside of the box or colour outside of the lines and express yourself. I've always been like, been like that. And from college, I think uh, my mum tried to push me into doing law like most African parents. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. And it just wasn't for me. I studied um, government and law, politics, English, literature and language at college for, I'd say, about two weeks. And I just couldn't do it. And then I switched over to, when I did, I did textiles, drama and theatre and music. And that's where my creativity... More creative stuff. Yeah, and that's where my creativity really flourished because I was in an environment where I, I got... I. First of all, I chose to do those subjects. I wanted to be in the room. I wanted to learn. And I was with so many other people. Um, we were all studying, but we've all got our own different things. So uh, the creativity is just something that's always been in me. It doesn't come from any one particular place. It's just part of who I am, really. It's in the blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the blood. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. And you're telling stories. That's exactly where we want to be. Uh, so yeah. keep that going, Mama Luna. Okay. <laughs> um, let's dive into your area of expertise right now um what is it you're focusing on and working on and what would you say is your area of expertise right now 
I'd say what I'm focusing on right now is building my brand, which is Mama Luna. And yes, I make and sell Yoni steam seats. And that's um, Yoni. It's basically all about spreading the word about Yoni steaming. And that's something that started doing the South for Africa about 3,000 years ago. And it's been able to spread and make its way around the world. Um, and it's coming back more and more to the Western world because more and more women are finding that Western or pharmaceutical um, medicine and health isn't really doing anything for them. And it's actually it's actually been worse for their health, womb health in general. So womb steaming has actually enabled women to get back into, um, I suppose, get an understanding of their womb to actually focus attention on that area of themselves and to be able to honour that part of themselves because there's so much um, shame and stigmatisation around around womb health, whereas steaming, womb steaming just is able to reverse all of that, which is great. So I'm focusing on building the brand, so actually getting awareness out there about the fact that I make and sell the seats. Um, so I make the seats my, myself, just, just all natural materials. Um, and yep, I sell them as well. So I've got the lowest price in the whole entire world at the moment, which oh, wow. is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Get and in there. <laughs> really awesome. Portable. They're small. They're portable. Easy to easy to clean as well. And I ship all over the world. Women in Brooklyn and Atlanta, especially, have been going crazy for them. So it's been amazing to be able to send them. Um, just around the world, really. Oh, wow. But yeah, that's what I'm focusing on. I really want to get women to have healthy and productive conversations when it comes to the womb health. Because as, as a woman, from my perspective, when I was younger, we didn't actually have any conversations about about our, our womb. So growing up, you know, coming up to puberty, you know, about to start your periods, we weren't told anything, not by our sisters, our mothers, our aunties. There was no conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for myself and a lot of... Um, um, the women, well, suppose the girls that I grew up with, especially when um, when I was in southeast London, because I was mainly surrounded by mainly black people, um, there was just no conversation around our periods at all. So we grew up thinking that there's something wrong and something to be ashamed of. It's something that we all knew we were going to experience, but not one single word was said. And if we were told anything about it, it was in school and it was in a classroom where there were boys there as well. So it's very embarrassing. We just wanted the whole to sort of, sort of like just swallow you up, really. So we didn't really have a great sense of anything to do with our womb health. And then outside of school or home life, for myself, I grew up in a family that used to go to church. So even hearing about it in church, you know, we're hearing about women in the bible you know you're told that they have to that they're dirty that they're unclean um and can't be around people when they're on their periods um or even things like baptisms women who are on their periods would have to be baptized last and i'm just like wait hold up you talk about the blood of jesus all the time and you can't even handle a few drops of a woman's period blood like what are you actually doing <laughs> straight, so, up. <laughs> straight up it's true That's though crazy. you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah, no, exactly I so i hope this doesn't offend anyone who's religious but it's just the truth and there has to be a mentality shift right exactly. there has to be a mentality exactly. shift in the sense that we have to have this open and honest conversations exactly. about what is actually really going on what you're doing is deep and i want to kind of break it down so the tribe can get some value from it i want to touch on two things that we talked about just now one of them is yoni Uh what is 
yoni steaming in layman's terms okay well first of all let me just speak about what the word yoni is so yoni is a sanskrit or ancient hindu word for temple and the reason why they use that word or no temple or sacred portal and the reason why they use that word is because um the um ancient hindus believed that we exist before we actually come into this earth and then when we do come onto when we are ready to make that transition from wherever we were before to come on this earth you go through a woman's womb and so that's a sacred portal that we travel through um everyone whether they even if you were born of of cesarean section you you grew and your for your life took form in the womb so the womb is a temple it's a sacred portal that we travel through True. but in terms of what yoni steaming actually is it's really simple it's like a steam for the face but for the womb area instead and that really is it and it's the most simple thing to do ever it does not take long maybe about 20 minutes if you're just if you're a beginner and that's it so the way you actually do it is that you need water so hot water and herbs so um, the herbs that you use um, will differ depending on what you're looking to treat because womb steaming has so many different benefits. So, oh gosh, where do I even start? It's like it's great for women who are on their periods. So you don't actually do it when you're on your periods. But I mean, for the menstrual cycle, it helps um, to alleviate pain. So I don't have any menstrual pains at all. So when I'm on, I'm not crouched over. I'm not moody. I'm not irritable. I don't have wow. cramps. I don't have any pain at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great for that. It reduces your actual flow. So lots of women have heavy bleeding, and that's a sign for your body to say that you're not getting enough oxygen, and that your muscles, you're saying that your vaginal muscles are too weak to squeeze out the eggs and any any anything else that your body wants to get rid of. But we're just told, we're just taught to believe that if your flow is meant to be heavy, actually, it's it's not heavy. It's not normal to be bleeding for longer than three or four days and heavily as well so it also shortens your duration of your period it regulates when you're actually coming on and off it's great for women who want to increase their fertility and get pregnant it's great for post-pregnancy as well because it really aids in tightening your muscles and it's great um, if any women have ever had any tears um, in the vaginal area because it um, rapidly repairs any tissue it's great for menopause as well. So if women are um, transitioning into menopause or already on it, or even post-menopause, it relaxes your central nervous system. It's just got so many benefits. And there's the other side of it as well. So for people who are experiencing anxiety attacks, panic attacks, mild insomnia, stress, find it hard to relax, it's really, really great for that as well. And even on a deeper level, it's great for women who have um, experienced abortion or miscarriage um, as well. And then even deeper than that, it's really a great way to be able to really connect with your womb, especially if you're spiritual. So it's great for meditation and it's great for just having a deeper connection with yourself just outside of the physical of like your spiritual energy is great for that that's crazy now i'm glad i asked that question because um it, it's just taking us to a deep deep place now i want to hold on to that because with the yoni steaming i know a bit about it because my partner steams now for a man who's out there who I'm actually amazing. yeah 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 she actually does now for a man who's out there who doesn't understand the process you touched on it a little bit the vaginal area and the vaginal muscles now What's the process of steaming? Do you actually, now you make the seeds. We're going to touch on that um, next. But do you like sit on it and then sort of let the steam go through? Just talk us through that process. Yeah. So, I mean, with any seed, or okay, I say in particular the seed that I use, uh-huh. you basically put a bowl of hot water and herbs underneath the seed. 
um, and then you literally just sit on it. So the seat that I make has got a cushion on it, so you can put all of your body weight onto the seat, so that you can really relax into the experience. And you sit on it naked, with, use... with nothing on. No, no, you can be naked if you want, but oh, all right. you really needed to take off any um, clothes from the waist down, oh, or right, even from okay. the hips down. Okay. So no under, so no underwear. Right. Um, so are you steaming the, nice the vagina thing? directly? Yep, directly. Oh right! Yes, yes. Dark, dark, dark. <laughs> we got there in the end. That's that's where I was trying to to kind of get the, the the boys to understand what's actually going on, what the ladies are doing oh, okay. to kind of get there. Because it sounds like magic. Everything that it's it's doing that you touched on, <laughs> it's 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 amazing. Now I'm glad to actually have a platform where we can talk about this and amplify this because people need to yeah, know this, definitely. you know. And and you make the seats, which is amazing. Now talk to us about that. What's the process you go through to make a seat, have it ready to ship? Okay, so what I do, so I've literally, it's the most simple thing for me. So I use, um, I, the seat is made out of pine. Oh, wow. It's made out of pine. I've got a friend who's a carpenter and he draws the holes into them for me. So because I, I don't use any chemicals or anything whatsoever for my seat, so the actual seat to sit on is made of pine. I varnish it with um, beeswax and linseed oil, so that's just to keep the wood from from expanding and then tightening because obviously it's got a lot of steam on it. Um, so heat, so yeah, it's just a nice sealant made from beeswax and linseed oil. I've got a nice cover that goes over over it over the actual seat so it's nice and decorative and then i've got a foam cushion which is the bit that you actually sit on and it's nice and relaxing and yep and and that really that that that's it <laughs> that's it and i've got four different varieties to choose from so they're all covered with african materials the actual cushion oh, nice. um so i've got purple dashiki i've got an aqua dashiki i've got um kente and ankara print so four different types to choose from match it with your personality or your style the seat is quite decorative so if you don't have space under your bed or in your wardrobe or something to put the seat when you're not using it you can just keep it in the corner of your house because it is really nice and decorative to add to like a really lovely a lovely space but yeah that is it i mean it takes me about three hours to make make one. Oh wow, um, wow. and how so much do you sell one of those so only 50 pounds only 50 i see, pounds. I see. Yeah, and what does it cost you to make one of those if that's 50 it must cost me about 10 pounds to make oh, wow one. so it's a good profit margin yeah. as well to keep the business going so there's a business there oh yeah definitely definitely oh, wow. awesome. it, it, so like i said it takes me about three hours to make one so if i do think i'm you know getting myself like 10 pounds an hour or so or something and then i've got to pay for posting your material yeah the material and stuff as well but then that money also goes into investing in goes into further investments for mama luna oh wow we'll do our bit as well once this goes out to get the message out there mama luna <laughs> keep doing what oh. you're doing <laughs> that's <laughs> Thank awesome you. that is awesome now the entrepreneurship game as you know it could be up and down left right and center most times now has there been a time that you've looked at this game and you thought to yourself I don't want to do this anymore. This is the lowest of the low. Take us there. Tell us the story. Yeah, I'd say when it comes, for me personally, it's when it comes to shipping abroad. Oh, my God. Sometimes the companies that you use can really let you down. So I think maybe about two months ago, someone in Brooklyn actually ordered a seat from me. And they, for some reason, they just didn't 
um get it and i'm getting all these messages from them left right and center it's really out of order i've paid my money for this and da, 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 da. and i must admit i was quite sensitive to it because i've put a lot of time and energy mm-hmm. into making the seats and getting it over so phil to have an angry customer so early into um into me having my business i did take quite a hit um so that was one of my lows and then they were like oh you know we want to i want a refund and this and this and that and it's not like it's that much of a big deal but when it's when you're still sort of like doing it everything yourself does take you does it is quite a bit of a hit so i managed it's your product i mean as a creative i understand where you're coming from this is something you've created it's your baby you know you're thinking what is going on now um what were the lessons you learned from that and what steps have you taken so that doesn't happen going forward okay well for me i just switched to using another international career (laughs) straight Um, up Yeah, literally, that is something as simple as switching to using another international career, but also um, just to um, not be afraid to open my emails. <laughs> so just, right. just, just be honest, just just to mm-hmm. be honest and just be like, look, this is what's happened. Um, here's a tracking number. So, you know, it's not like my fault. And just, just to be open and honest. Now, it's, it's something you touched on that I want us to hold on and get value from. The new digital world we live in means you have to be open and honest. The days of fake it till you make it are gone. People see yeah. right through that. So, oh, yeah. you know, being open and honest is something that, you know, a lot of businesses are trying to buy into now. Customer service is better across the board because people put you on blast. Um, and that's where sort of the whole digital and social comes in. Um, have you got a tool? that you use across sort of digital media to get ahead so i think the only thing that i can really think of is um is instagram because i do post quite a few videos there and i am live with it as well so most of my um customers especially the ones from america have actually heard about me um via instagram so i'm i'm there playing in their face or on their phone shall i say to see so they see me, they hear me, and if anything does go wrong, then they can they can easily tag me in a post or something. So for me, say Instagram is my is my tool that I use in terms of like the digital world to just like keep it open and honest, really, because there's nothing for me to hide behind. That's nice. Now the whole sort of entrepreneurship game. When did you think to yourself, "Aha, this"? <laughs> is going to be a business. Let me build a brand and let me just run with this. When did that happen to you? Take us there. Um, well, do you know what? That wasn't actually with Mama Luna. I've got another brand um, oh. that I started before this. So I've got a social enterprise called Mimi Nini Sissi, and that's Swahili for I, you, we. And oh, I basically wow. used that. I mean, I'm not doing anything with it at the moment because I'm just doing more background stuff. But that was an enterprise that I used to run to raise, raise awareness of... Um, conflict minerals from congo that power our technology so it was all about mining it was all about how the minerals actually work in our technology and all of that and um justice for miners and just the congolese basically um and i used to do that using um creativity so poetry art photography anything that was performance and creativity based Mm -hmm. so i remember i started that maybe about six years ago and that was literally a moment came into my head where i was just like oh my gosh there's a massive issue around conflict minerals no one's speaking about it yet everyone's making money from it how do i how do i raise awareness and people speaking about it and i was just like aha 
what do I listen to or what do people like me listen to? And I was just like, I listen to music, I listen to poetry, I watch documentaries. And that's how I started raising awareness with that. So that for me was my entrepreneurship moment. It was literally just about using what, I, I, I don't know, I suppose it's using tools of, just being open to different tools of communication really and being able to communicate with people on their level. So I applied the same thing to Mama Luna, really. I was just like, okay, what's the issue here? And for me, with Mama Luna, it was that there weren't any seats available that um, available in the UK and at a cheap price. Um, so then I just thought, screw it, I'm going to make my own. And I did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> currently, um, what's one thing that you're working on that's got you buzzing right now? But, 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 but what has got me buzzing right now? Buzzing right. I'd say radio more than anything else. That's a bit of a weird one. I'd say radio has got me buzzing because I really like the fact that I'm probably the only person in the EU who's got a radio station on a, a weekly radio station anyway, where I can literally talk about vaginas in the womb for two hours. <laughs> Straight <laughs> I, up. I love it. I absolutely nice. love it. Like when I told my mum, she was like, Jesus. What is this? <laughs> and I was just like, she was like, what? <laughs> You've got me. So that's what's got me buzzing because not only am I on radio, I'm able to bring other women into the fold as well. So every month on radio, there's a different theme. So this month is all about sisterhoods and sister circles. Last month was all about polycystic ovary syndrome and endometriosis. So we touch on anything to do with the womb or women's empowerment as well. So that's what's really got me buzzing. That is really awesome. Really a global... Sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds super great. I'm sharing your excitement. I can hear it. Um, what's your radio show called? Um, yeah. It's called, it's called <laughs> Mama Luna Speaks. And that's on Urban Jazz Radio every Tuesday from half past six to half past three. That is awesome. I will link it up in the show notes and get the tribe to check it out for sure. Now, Mama Luna, it's time to take you straight into the lion's den. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ah, let's do I it. Was, I was made for this. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Now, the first question in the lion's den, Mama Luna. What is the best African saying you've ever heard? There's actually two. So the first one is a Congolese Ooh, proverb, which go. is... So the Congolese proverb is, no matter how long the night is, the day will surely come. So I really like that because it's just like... It's, it's, I, I just think it's a really nice proverb to just like not allow people to stay in like the dark moments. Like we all have downtime. We all have periods when we're not feeling too great. But that proverb is just like something is going to change. Or if it's an emotion, it's just like something brighter will come along. So I like that. Wow. Can you say that one again? No matter how long the night is day is sure to come wow yeah so i like i like that one and then (laughs) and the second one my second one i don't even think i think it should actually be a proverb it's not but i think it should be anyway and it's simply is that your business (laughs) (laughs) straight up straight up in your face like seriously with people trying to nose around everything you're doing like oh why don't you do it this way why don't you do it that way you're like i know what i'm doing is that your business leave me alone kind of thing what what context would you use it in i use it in every single context like people who know me know that i either say two things is that your business or mind your business i grew up hearing my mum and my aunties say that 
all the time all day long oh wow and i really do <laughs> feel like the world would be a bit of a better place if people were just to mind their own business and focus their energies on themselves and what's really important to them that is so so true that is so true now uh mama luna before you build your brand the whole mama luna brand that you're building now with the businesses that you started and you've had the creativity yes but before you turned it into a brand what held you back um just belief i just didn't really believe that it was something i could do especially in terms of being able to make a living from it because I don't come from a community where I saw loads of people having their own businesses or let's just say I didn't see anyone who looks like me having their own business now have you got a a daily routine that contributes to your success um I wake up every day Mm -hmm. and first of all I give thanks um so I'm not I'm not a religious person, but I'm spirit I'm spiritual. But either way, I give thanks um, just for being able to wake up and experience another day. Mm-hmm. So I give thanks to my ancestors, mm-hmm. and then I give thanks to all the women that have come before me, especially the women that have come before me, to allow me to be able to do the work that I'm doing and wow. to really own own and define my own womanhood for myself. And that's how I start off my day. Do you read a lot? Oh, yeah, I'm a massive reader. Is there one book that you can recommend for the tribe to check out and and tell us why we should? Yeah, definitely. There is a book, well, first of all, there's a writer called Sabon Fusome, and she comes from Burkina Faso, that's it. And she's part of a a tribe called the Dagara tribe. Um, And I can't remember the exact name of the book, so I'm going to paraphrase a bit, but you'll easily be able to find it. It's called African Holistic Approach to Relationships or something. And that's a book that I recommend every single person to read. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter whether you're with someone or not, but I'd say it's a definite read. So that book, it very much speaks about um, just having a better relationship with yourself as an individual and really un- understanding what your purpose is on this earth i'll link it up in the show notes because it sounds super deep yeah it, it is quite a deep book i mean it's it's easy for anyone to understand even if you're not a spiritual person or you don't have an understanding of african society or how dating works in africa it's really easy for everyone to understand but there's that depth to it that just opens up a lot that is awesome. Now, Mama Luna, I'm glad to tell you, from the beginning, I had no doubt, but I'm glad to tell you, you have conquered the lion's den, you know? <laughs> ah, Let's do this. <laughs> love it. Love it. Now, um, it's it's so much energy talking to you. I'm, I'm sort of feeling this, but we're drawing to the end of the show. And, you know, there's a deep question at the end of it all. And um, the question is, Mama Luna, if you had 24 hours to live, I must say, apart from spending time with your family, what would you do with that time? I would go off, I would, I would go off and travel. Oh, wow. I would, if I could go, you know, actually, if I had 24 hours to live, you know what I'll do? There are two places I'll go. One, I'd book a plane ticket to go to um, Cameroon and I'd go to the northern, the northern part of Cameroon and just experience the nature. And then after that, I would go to um, Colombia and I'd go to the Afro-Colombian parts of Colombia. So the Pacific coast, um, Timbuktu is a really lovely town and I'd go there for the music, the music, the music, the music, the music, the music. Aye! Caramba! La musica! <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Like I said... 
We're drawing the show to an end. I could chat to you on and on and on, but all good things, as they say, must come to an end. So we'll end the show (laughs) with you sharing a few words of wisdom and the best way that we can connect with you on Digital Mama Luna. Okay, a few words of wisdom. Do you know what? Let me just go straight into it. Listen to your intuition. No matter what the situation is, no matter where you're at in your life, like your intuition is a guide and it's only there to help you or never harm you or anything. So always listen to your intuition. And that's for guys as well. I know women are sort of like a lot more emotionally in tune, but guys have an intuition as well. So everyone just listen to it, trust it, follow it. If you don't, then you'll regret it. Wow. And the best way we can find you? The best way to find me is on Instagram. So it's go to mama underscore Luna, which is L-U-N-A, and then Yoni, Y-O-N-I, Steam. So that's mama underscore Luna, Yoni, Steam. Um, There's my website as well. So that's www.mamaluna.bigcartel.com. Um, and then if you want to get in touch with me then it's just, just easy to send an email so that's contact at mamaluna.net that is awesome and like I said Mama Luna I'll link it all up in the show notes so the tribe can easily click and connect with you now for everything you do with the awareness you're trying to get out there with your movement we all salute you Mama Luna I wish you all the very best with your brand we're family now whatever you need let us know we'll be happy to help (laughs) other than that enjoy the rest of your day and all the very best my sister thank you so much hey tribe that was an eye-opening chat kicking in with your boy clef and the one and only mama luna now head over to the socialafricashow.com for detailed show notes links to connect with mama luna links to all the resources we talked about including the books On the next episode of The Social African Show, we talk the business of agriculture with an inspiring entrepreneur who's 22 years old. So keep it locked this way, tribe. Catch you later. Peace.